We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And the crowd responding here to the effort for Brooklyn tonight. They will improve to 5-7. and seven. Knicks will fall below 500, and it's their first loss of the year to a sub-500 team. A triple-double tonight for Kevin Durant and a 112-85 win for Brooklyn over New York. Ooh. Probably talking to the mic. That wasn't very fun. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, Knicks just got their... Just got their rear ends handed to them by the Crosstown team that has not been able to get out of their own way this season, but uh, seems to have found some life, found some found some good vibes, found some whatever they found now that uh, Crazy Kyrie is away and they have righted the ship. They're playing defense. They are sharing the ball and Looking good around uh, what is still very clearly one of the three or four best players in the world. And uh, we don't really care about any of that because this is a Knicks postgame podcast. And I certainly could not 
care any less about what is going on in Brooklyn. But I do want to at least point out, um, you know, they look good. They played well tonight. And a lot of guys who don't usually hit shots hit shots. And I think that definitely contributed to what we saw, which was, again, an undeniable ass kicking. Because when Kevin Durant has it going and Kevin Durant's teammates are just doing the bare minimum of what they're supposed to do, you could look really good. Now, that roster around Kevin Durant, even as great as Kevin Durant is, is not a roster that should be beating anybody by um, whatever. I don't even care what the final score was. But, you know, going up by 25 in the first half, you know, going up by 30 or more in the fourth quarter. And the reason they were able to do that is because the Knicks did not show up tonight. And we're going to talk a lot about why the Knicks didn't show up tonight and who specifically didn't show up more than other people didn't show up. And whether, you know, some of the, you know, the the one guy that did show up, at least as far as the stat sheet is concerned, um, does he deserve more blame? Does he deserve less blame? It's the it's the freaking elephant in the room that never goes away. And I kind of just wish it would. Um, Before we get to any of that, though. I I will just start by saying the thing that sucks about this year already is that 11 games in and it's just the vibes are already on the whole, the vibes are already bad. Like they're five and six or one game under 500. If you would have looked at their record before the season and you would have said, what are the Knicks going to be after 11 games? Any reasonable person I think would have been like, Oh, they will be about a game under 500. You know, maybe the maybe there'll be a game above. Maybe there'll be, you know, four and seven. Probably wouldn't have been crazy to predict that they might have been four and seven. But I think most reasonable people would have looked at it and they would have said five and six. So, you know, as I sit here tonight and I try to make sense of a game that I think you probably just throw in the garbage for as much as like we could pick apart like guys that did not do the things that they were supposed to do, including you know maybe the coach because the coach is always going to get blamed for a loss like this as he should. As he should, because they didn't sh- they didn't show up. If he didn't show up, it's kind of going to be on the coach, especially since they didn't show up in Atlanta after the 18 minute mark, and in a sense, their defense didn't show up in Boston. So this is now three times in the last whatever it is, five or six games, that either they didn't show up at all, they didn't show up for a large portion of the game, or they didn't show up for half the court, half of the half of the you know, part of play. And then when you factor in the, you know, the quibbles about his rotations and playing time and this and that, and the other thing, you know, it starts to add up. And, um, but back to the vibes, (laughs) it's interesting how you, I can sit here and I could say that this team is exactly what they're supposed to be pretty much. And yet like no one feels, no one feels good about this. I don't feel good about this. You watching at home, listening tomorrow morning, you know, you don't feel good about this. Nobody feels good about this. There is something about this team that is just hard to feel great about. And that, and I can't exactly put my finger on why that is. I mean, we we all have like the obvious theories and things that we complain about and this and that. It's just, that's annoying. That's annoying because there are other teams around the league and granted the expectations are different than they maybe were for this next team, but like where the, where the vibes are immaculate, you know, and that's just not the case here. And I don't know if that means anything. Maybe it means nothing. 
But more than anything else, that's kind of that's kind of my 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 takeaway, big picture takeaway thought after this game. More than the fact that their defense was again broken in the first quarter. More than the fact that this offense for you know like tonight looked incredibly clunky. And I think part of that was just guys not making shots. Again, I, I think to a certain extent, like when you have a team that shoots 30% or 31 or 32% from the field and like 25 or 26% from, from three, like that is what it is, right? It is what it is. And there's not much you could do about it. And this team certainly cannot survive a game where Jalen Brunson does not play well. I think that much has been established, but um, yeah, even aside from that, even aside from that, it's not just shots not going down. The vibes are not great. Vibes are not great. All right. I don't have anything else to say about this. Uh, let's get to the Super Chats and see what people think, because I have a feeling chats are going to be all over the place uh, tonight. But first, of course, I will read friendly reminder from our good friends at WinBet. Uh, download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download Bet Win. I uh, hope you bet the Nets tonight. That's for shit sure. Feeling feeling pretty good if you did, I'm sure. Okay. Um, let's get started. Jeremy E starts us off. I'm curious where this is going to go. As torturous as that game was to watch, especially the first half, at least I don't have to watch it two or three more times like Tibbs. I hate 30. Uh, 30, of course, is uh, Julius Randle. I'll wait till I get a Randall-centric comment to go any further on that. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of us pegged Jeff Van Gundy as the Tibbs whisperer. And I thought it was interesting when he said literally the most obvious fucking thing in the world in the fourth quarter when the Knicks were down by some ungodly amount of points where he was like, the Knicks need someone who could generate efficient offense. Like Kevin Durant generates efficient offense for the Nets. and it's so sad that he had to say that out loud, but at the same time, it's so true. And like Kevin Durant is one of the best, again, five guys in the world at being able to do that. But there's at least 20 other teams that have a guy that could do it pretty well, you know, and the Knicks best guy at it is Jalen Brunson. And he didn't have a great night tonight. He's allowed an off night, you know? Um, And then they have another guy who thinks he is capable of, doing that and that's Julius Randle and you could make an argument he did it a little bit tonight but at what at what at what cost what what did it cost Thanos everything all right forgotten NYC spell it out n-b-a-p-u-r-g-a-t-o-r-y sad yeah um it's not a great look right now not a great look right now. NBA purgatory is not where you want to be. It feels like maybe where the Knicks are, but at the same time, look at the other teams that were supposed to be tanking and they're, you know, a lot of them are winning games. I don't know. There's a path out of it. I don't know if this front office is the one to, to get them there. I don't know if this coach is the one to get them out of there. Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? Some, some positives. Oh, I like this. Here we go. I needed this. Some positives made a nice run there in the third, but they just couldn't hit open shots. Amazing how much better the offense looks with Brunson, Brunson and RJ as the focal points with Randall just being a piece. I completely agree. 
Um, like, I'll say this, and this is, oh, uh, Danny Gardner with one more. Randall being upset at being taken out was insane. Did Tibbs leave him in as punishment? Is it possible IQ's weight gain has messed with his shot? So quickly, I'll just say, I don't want to pile on quickly. Quickly is a wonderful player who does all the right things that you want for your team. Um, like him, believe in him, not selling any of my quickly stock. Got to make shots. You, sh- you have to make shots. And he is the worst shooter in the rotation. And he's one of the worst shooters in the league, considering his position and what the average guard or combo guard does. He's just not getting any penetration. He's not hitting shots. He's not a good enough playmaker to make up for those deficits. And as good as his defense is, and it's very good, he's still a small guard. So as far as the Randall thing, yeah, I didn't see his reaction. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, shout out Kevin, um, posted it in the Patreon chat. And I guess he bumped Obi on the way out or whatever. I, you know, it's just yet another thing with Randall, like to try to figure out what's going on in his head. And is he happy? Is he disgruntled or this and that and the other thing? As far as how well the offense flows, where he's just a piece, I think when you have a situation like the Knicks are in, where they are one of, at this point, just very few teams in the league that don't have a true star or something approximating a star. You know, they don't even, they don't even have like a De'Aaron Fox you know, on their roster, or you want to go through some of the other teams with like a lesser, a lesser star. Like they don't even have that. Like Jalen Brunson, I love him, but he's, he's not that. Um, It just, it just has to be so crisp and so flawless at both ends in terms of your, uh, here's that word again, your process and your execution can't afford to take bad shots. It just has to it has to flow. It has to be smooth. And it's tough to do that when you don't have anyone to start the chain of dominoes. It's really hard. And I don't envy Tibbs from that perspective. At the same time, if you do give these guys spacing, if you give a guy like Brunson spacing and you give a guy like RJ spacing and you're just like creative and if your center is in there, at least your center who can't shoot, at least he's out there setting screens and like you know, doing stuff off the ball and moving around and all that, all that jazz. Like you got a chance. You just got to be pretty perfect. And I say this knowing that offense has not been the problem this year, but I don't know. There's not a lot of easy answers right now. Uh, Thanks, Danny. Reverend John Ortiz. What's going on? The Knicks suck, but the Jets are still six and three. Hashtag trade 30. Yes. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Sam L. Feels like more of a get right game for the Nets amidst all the chicanery. Nets have had a few get right games recently. I know they lost to the Mavericks in um in a heartbreaker two nights ago, but they played well that game. And they I think they would won the previous two. They're really good. They've looked really good in since no Kyrie and since they fired Nash or Nash left or whatever the hell. Uh I bet you the Nets are the Nets are gonna be just fine. And I, I, I know we had a whole conversation today on the pod with Matt Brooks about the inevitable trading of Kevin Durant. I man, I'm not they're not a contender right now as currently constituted, because especially since Ben Simmons is a shell of himself. But like 
They go out there and be a good team like this. Uh, anyway, plus the Knicks couldn't make shots. We were pacified by Brooklyn shot making. Um, Brooklyn made a lot of shots. Like Edwin Sumner is not going to usually go out and have that level of offensive game. Seth Curry's back. Seth Curry was not playing for a lot of this year. You know, they just made everything. It happens. It's kind of like Boston, but at the same time, like Knicks defense wasn't doing him any favors either. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? This IQ thing isn't cute anymore. He's been one of the least efficient players in basketball. I'm willing to throw that game out. I hope Quentin Grimes starts on Friday. Yeah, um, so it's not just IQ. Uh, let's also give some other blame where blame is due. Thank you for pulling up the box score here, Andrew. So quickly was one for eight, 0 of six from deep. Cam Reddish, 0 of seven overall, 0 of four from deep, went scoreless in 18 minutes, uh, started the game, only played 18 minutes. Uh, Derek Rose, 0 of 4, including 0 of 3 from deep. Some of the most forgettable 11 minutes you'll ever see a player play. Something is up with Derek Rose. And uh, do, do, do. we haven't mentioned RJ Barrett's name yet. Um, I mentioned it. Jalen Brunson didn't have a good game. He was 4 of 14, 1 of 5 from 3. RJ Barrett, 5 of 14, 2 of 4 from 3. I, I, his three-point shot is actually now falling lot of bad stuff around the basket today. Sure enough, after I wrote a newsletter praising his his shot making around the basket this year. Oops. Not not great stuff from RJ around the rim today. Um didn't look great. Uh Janky AF. What's going on, Janky? Van Gundy. Wake me up on the next trade for star. Yeah. Also, Van Gundy. Why do Nets fans suck and not cheer for KD? Come on, Jeff. Get KD and come aboard. It's like you know, it's not like there's like any mystery to any of this anymore. That's the part that, that annoyed me this summer, and that's the part that still kind of annoys me now, which is that there's only one path forward for this team. It is the only path. There is no other possible path unless they get insanely lucky in the draft. Um. And that's not reasonable to assume that that is going to happen. They just, they're trying to do it in a way that no one has ever really done it before. Not really. They are trying to do it in a way that no one has done it before, which is to start with no stars on your roster with zero chance of ending up with them in free agency. It's not an easy road to hoe. Uh, Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? Everyone in detention except Michaelic. I love it. These ga- these games scream. We have no star, and we've seen the Tibbs ceiling. Hashtag Bruncool. Hashtag Brundlefly. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, it- <laughs> Tibbs looked good two seasons ago, and he had because he had Julius Randle playing at the level of a top ten NBA player, and Tibbs has shown time and time again. If you give him a guy um, that I'm just looking at a couple Tibbs quotes here, let me, I'll get back to that point in a second. So Tibbs said, just shows you how quickly things could change in this league, referring to the Nets, obviously. And then he said, the loss was because of a compilation of things. One of them, low energy. Um, talked about how complete Durant's game was. I mean, Tibbs has never been shy about this, though. Tibbs is. You know, when he first got here, I think he kind of openly pleaded 
for them to trade to a trade for a star in in his own way. And when he's had a star player in his career, he's been a really good coach. He was a really good coach with Derrick Rose when he was healthy. He was a really good coach with Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler was healthy. Um, in Minnesota as well, when Jimmy Butler was healthy in Minnesota, he was a good coach there before that things fell apart. And he was a good coach when when Julius Randle was doing things. Um, and in in games when Jalen Brunson's been really good this year, he's been a good coach, right? When he doesn't have that, it's just things go to shit, you know. But then again, how many coaches around the league are any different, you know? Colin Reardon, what's going on, Colin? Cut the lead to 15, and the first play we run is a Fournier ISO. Tibbs needs to go. Lord have mercy. Offense and defense is pitiful. I mean, they were a middle-of-the-pack offense and defense going into this game. They were a middle-of-the-pack team going into this game. They couldn't hit shots tonight. I, Of all the things that I'm going to have a problem with tonight, is it's not the decision to go to you know Fournier when the lead got down to 15. Um, you could quibble about this or that. It's like, again, it's like these, these are two conversations in one. The, the Knicks don't have a star and they need one. And until they get one, nothing really matters has everything to do with the tips criticism for running this play for this guy or that play for that guy. Like he's trying to figure shit out. I'm not saying he's doing great with the answers that he's given us. He's not. Um, but these are not ideal circumstances. I'll just say that slacker hero. I've seen enough fire Tom Thibodeau mercifully. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of that tonight. Um, you know, his team didn't show up. His team didn't show up. That's on him. It's on him. Uh, Alex, wish his team would do the right thing for once and tank. Might be speaking my language, Alex. Roster is super uninspiring, as is Leon Rose's front office work and Tibbs's outdated coaching. Again, I, I don't, I don't know that I'd call it outdated. I think is there a chance that he doesn't, you know, he's not inspiring this team in the way that he needs to? Is there a chance that you're never going to get a different version of Randall under this coach, and he needs to own that? Yeah, absolutely. Those things are real. Those things are real. Um. As far as the front office and whether they should tank, I mean, (laughs) look at the standings. The opportunity is there for them. We'll do a a very quick standings check right now. But like, it's early, obviously, and they're not going to do anything. I don't think they're going to tank for what it's worth. I don't think this front office will will ever even consider it. Um, But like, they have five wins. Right now, there are two teams in the league with two wins, one of which is the Lakers. The Lakers are going to keep trying because they have they don't have their own draft pick. And then Houston is the only team that for sure right now is like they're going to keep sucking. The Kings, Kings are going to keep going for it. They're three and six. The Warriors are four and seven. You know, they're going to be better. And then you got OKC at four and six and OKC. Yeah, they'll they'll start their tankery. But like they already got four wins. Interesting. And then at the bottom of the East, you got Detroit, Orlando and Charlotte. I like that Orlando team. I think they'll win a few games. I, I, Charlotte, I think they will go for it. Um, once once Brunson comes or once uh, Brunson, once Ball comes back, I think Detroit. You're going to get a tanking year from Detroit, 
And then like Indiana, Indiana is a team that everybody figured would win the least amount of games in basketball. They're five and six. They almost beat Denver tonight. I was watching some of that game while the while the Knicks were getting their ass kicked. Like there's an opportunity here for them to tank. They're not going to take it though. They're not going to take it. Now maybe it, maybe they, maybe it's not up to them to take, but uh, you know, opportunities there. As I say that, I'm pretty sure they're going to win against Detroit. Uh, Pro Gills, what's going on, Pro Gills? Anything redeemable from this experiment? Why not some plays in the fourth with Cam as the first option just to see what they have? Hashtag another missed, another RJ missed layup. Yeah, uh, not great. Uh, experimentation. I mean, I think he threw some different lineups out there. I mean, look, we've been killed. We've been begging for Randall and Obi together. He's given us a lot of Randall and Obi. Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Tonight, again, they didn't hit shots. So um, I don't know what you draw from that. Cam, I mean, again, I've been defending Cam. I wrote a whole another newsletter on Cam the other day. I think he's been playing really well on defense. But he played good on defense tonight. You can't stop Kevin Durant. You just got to make him work. This, you know. This game was a reminder that as an offensive player, like the, the notion of, of Cam first option is probably not a real thing. I think maybe leaning into the three and D role, but in order to do that, you got to make sh- shots consistently. Now, granted, this was one off night. I'm not going to kill him for it. Um, I, I don't know if. I don't know. What would that have meant if Cam went off for a bunch of points in the fourth quarter? Would that have really meant anything? I don't know. Maybe. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Lunas, what's going on, Lunas? Lunas, am I right? Hashtag free McKaylook. Man, this team needs Grimes. His contested three at the end is such a tease. We had our worst shooting game. They had their best over it. That's fair. That's probably the most. That's a reasonable take. As far as Grimes, yeah, they need Grimes, and it's interesting. Again, like Grimes, like there are two situations that just are utterly fascinating to me moving forward. And they're probably, they are the two obvious ones, but the starting spot with Grimes and cam, I don't think you can go back. I mean, please God, don't go back to Fournier in the starting lineup. Like it has to be either one of Grimes or cam like Grimes started a game last week and now he's back and he's healthy and he's situational. Okay, is he situational because again he wasn't able to practice the last bunch of days, and like you want to get him back in the flow of things? I know we know Tibbs loves him. We know the organization values him, so there's not like there's a question about that. Is it like you know this is their they have you know Grimes in the second year of a four year rookie contract, and they feel like they can he's the easiest guy to kind of mothball at the moment. Well, you play Fournier you know, some minutes through the 20 game mark. And then you hope when, when teams start to make trades, maybe you could get Fournier out of here and like not, not stick him on the bench until that time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then the center position is just fascinating to me because I, I just, I don't believe that they could generate efficient offense. If there's a traditional center on the floor. And tonight didn't exactly prove me wrong. I don't think CT payment. What's going on CT. The only obvious question after tonight is it two and one or one and two for the week? Ugly game tonight, and I hope the stench doesn't linger into Friday night. Man, if they again, it's crazy to say this because it's now like the third time this season where we're going into a game being like, oh, the Knicks have to win this game. Like, this is a must win. Like, we said it in game two, <laughs> right? We said in game two, like they can't start off 0-2 and lose their home opener to Detroit. We said it before the Philly game. And I think we're saying it right now, right? Like if they go into if they go home and lose to Detroit, who's like has looked like the worst team in the league, probably. Um, I think they got smacked by by Boston tonight. Like, you know, start you could start to really that, that is that's a problem. It's it's too early for this shit. Um and then the OKC game I'm officially worried about. OKC, they're they're good. They're good. Alex, what's going on? Is there a single bigger letdown than RJ? Hashtag bummer. Uh he's not a letdown to me. He's playing about as what I how I expect him to play. I I've been saying the same shit about RJ Barrett for three years. And every time I say this shit, I get met with these, I don't even know, like to call it fantasies, like not like some fantasies are like, what's the, what's the movie? Uh, Andrew, help me out here. Where the young Jennifer Connelly, where she went and uh, David Bowie played the Goblin King. Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth. Like they're actually being a Goblin King out there with like a giant land of mazes. With little goblins running around and like Muppets and all that shit. 
that's more realistic than some of the projections that some of these people in this fan base had for RJ Barrett over the last three years. So I'm not surprised one bit by what I'm seeing from RJ this year. This is who he is. It's who he's always going to be with incremental improvements. Um, forgotten NYC. Next biggest mistake was hiring Tibbs and going win now. That's a fair argument. Pivoting to win now without a now without a win now team is organizational malpractice uh, purgatory in all caps. Um, yeah, I'll say it for the umpteenth time. They were they were eleven and fourteen. Randall was playing out of his mind. They could have traded Randall, slipped into a tank. Instead, they traded for Derrick Rose, and thus began the chain of dominoes. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Venegas inconsistency in all aspects is my biggest issue sure and that's on the coach coach's job to be stay consistent and don't give me Mitchell Robinson's injury either like the, 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 the team has not the team has lacked consistency but again I do think it is an interesting question like how do you how do you have consistency when you have or how are you supposed to achieve consistency on offense when you have some very interestingly fitting offensive pieces at the same time, if you would have told me after 11, I mean, their offensive rating went down after this game, but like, I'm sure if even after this game, I'm sure there's still a top 20 offense. If you would have told me they were a top 20 offense after uh, 11 games, I'd be like, okay, sign me up. The defensive inconsistency, the defensive inconsistency is what is, very a very big deal and like let's just call a spade a spade Jalen Brunson was really harmful on that end of the floor tonight yes the Randall plays where he just doesn't give a shit or is completely ignorant of his responsibility or is in no man's land for no reason helping off a guy like those are more far more infuriating than anything Brunson does because Brunson's at least trying and like he's doing everything he can but like you know Brunson was bad on defense it's, it's okay to call that out and that's an issue. Their defensive struggles are an issue. And yeah, I, I think the coach has to own that. Uh, Frank Sound, Mills and Perry addressing the public right now. They were two and nine, I think, after that game. So not quite two and nine yet. Um, well, they're not going to be two and nine. Bad eyesight. Um, what is this? This is Kevin Durant after the game. If I see a Knicks fan, I'm always going to give them a thumbs down or just give them some shit about being a Knicks fan. I hate him so much. I just hate him so much. Uh, sorry. Bad eyesight. Because he wanted to go and just fuck around. And now he's gotten to fuck around for three and a half years. He's gotten to do whatever the fuck he wants. I hope it was worth it to him. Uh, bad eyesight. Sick of blaming the coach. At some point, your players have to try to play. Jalen Brunson needs to understand he's the best player on the team, but 30 is smiling. I listen, 30, 30 got his numbers tonight. It's efficient, too. He was efficient. We'll, we'll just brush aside those those uh, turnovers, though. Um, Alex, I'm just going to say it. IQ has been atrocious. He's been sh atrocious shooting the ball. He's been atrocious shooting the ball, and he. I I will, I will add that his inability to put any fear 
whatsoever into the heart of a defense when he's not making shots. Like I know he had the one nice pass to Obi tonight, and that was great against a Nets bench unit that is still very bad. Um, that's troubling. That's troubling for a small guard who is not your point guard. It's not great. Why are none of our young players developing at all? RJ and IQ both look like they are actively regressing. I mean, I, I think RJ's been, I think RJ's been fine. <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew typed in the in the my personal chat. Deep breath. I don't even know what he was saying that about. Probably the KD thing. Anyway. Um, all right, RJ. Are, are, well, look, no, I think that's unfair because I think Obi, Obi, I why, why are you give me that in the chat, Andrew? Because am I not allowed to hate KD? KD sucks. Screw him. I hope that's okay. I hope that's allowed. Um, as I look up and the Thunder in overtime against the Bucks, yeah, okay. Um, so Obi's been Obi's progressed. I think Obi's progression over the course of his young career has been really nice. I think our, uh, Emmanuel quickly has started off poorly this season, but I think he's made nice strides over the, his first two years. Um, and I think RJ's definitely grown. I just think he's grown. I mean, he was one of the worst players in the NBA his first year. His second year, he was more of an off-ball guy. Last year, he took on more responsibility, and you know, he he did it. He was able to do it. And now, you know, this year he started off pretty slowly. I think he's looked good of late. I just like he is what he is. He's a he's a slightly probably sub all-star level player at his absolute peak. Um and I've said I think he'll make an all-star team or two. I still believe that. I still think he'll figure out a way to make an all-star team. I think he has to be on the right team. But yeah. So I think their development's okay. I'm not gonna kill them for their development. Uh Wombler, what's going on, Wombler? Uh, absolute embarrassment. If we are going to play non-shooting centers 90% of the game, yeah, uh, can we just, real quick, Isaiah Hardenstein played, I believe, 15 minutes tonight. Um, I Again, I say it all the time. I, I don't really care about, you know, in-game plus minus. I know that he was bad in the second half. He was a plus one in the first half, and they were down by 25 at the half. I just... I think they need that extra juice on the offense. Jalen Brunson said after the game, it's not okay. They played harder than us. No, I would agree. That is not okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if we're going to play non-shooting centers 90% of the game, you would think we would have good rim protection. Need Grimes. Randall and Obi on D is bad. Yes, they are bad. Still want more. Obi, quick can't make shots. Nobody, nobody made shots tonight. Um, yeah, I look even even in Obi and Randall lineups. Like the th- here, let me take another step back. Obi hitting shots this year from outside. I know he didn't hit anything. He only took two tonight and didn't hit them. That's kind of masked the fact that this team is still using him arguably like less optimally than than any team would reasonably use him because you're, you're still not playing into his greatest strength, which is like, he's the only big guy on the floor and you have him out there with a dynamic guard who can shoot from deep. Now, granted the Knicks don't have a guard who can pull up uh, off the dribble from behind the arc effectively. 
So you probably can't use him as effectively as you he can be used on with this roster. Would have been fun to see him on the roster with Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> They're so fun. Oh uh, man, alas. Um but yeah, you want to talk about like optimal usage of Obi? Imagine if they had somehow gotten rid of Randall this summer, if they or yeah, gotten rid of Randall this summer and they had traded for Mitchell. And you run out lineups with um with Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, um, Obi Top, and you could even have Hardenstein out there. It's fine. Just put Hardenstein in the corner and like, you know, pick pick a shooting wing. Uh shh, talk about things that are hard to guard. So, yeah, I mean, like, I want to see more of him, but with the way the roster is currently constructed, I'm not sure there's anything that they could do that's really ever going to, is going to fully unlock him, which is kind of annoying. Um, Because then at least if it's bad defense, it's like you have otherworldly offense right now with Obi and Randall. It's like, okay, that's good offense, but are you giving it back on the other uh, Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? I have as much faith in the Tibbs Randall combo as I did that Fizdale would get Moutier right. Yeah, it's just I just want accountability. I want Randall to hold himself accountable, and I want Tibbs to hold him accountable. The scary thing is, what if Tibbs sees these plays where Randall is either like, you know, blindly helping off? I forget who he helped off of in the first quarter, and the guy took a three and like nailed it. It was a good shooter, you know, or, you know, the, the, the not hustling back after a turnover or the turnovers themselves or, you know, playing way too deep with a guy in the corner and like forgetting that the guy in the corner is there. Like all of the shit that drives us crazy. I wonder if Tibbs is just at this point, like he's never going to get any better. This is who he is. Um, and thus continues. That's part of the reason why he just like continues running him out there as much as he does. And it's like, I, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. At least if I leave him out there and he has a hot offensive night, um, maybe guys miss threes and then I win. That actually makes the most sense to me, if anything. Um, anyway. Forgotten NYC. Nick's not going anywhere as a franchise till they find a bona fide superstar top 10 player. It's been 20 years. Don't give me mellow. Sorry. Um, you know, look, I don't want to get into a mellow thing. Carmelo Anthony finished third in MVP voting. Was Carmelo Anthony even a top 10 player in the year that he finished third in MVP voting? I think there's arguments that he was not. Donovan Mitchell. I hate to bring it back to Mitchell, but like, is Donovan Mitchell a bona fide superstar, top 10 player? No, I don't think so. Could Donovan Mitchell finish in top, at the very least, five in MVP voting this year? Absolutely. Um, so, like, whatever. Uh, top 10, top 15, even top 20. Yeah. They need it. They need it. And then, and then like, I'm just I'm just very happy that the vast majority of this fan base at this point because I think there was a lot of just build through the youth just build it like, if you build it they will come yeah we're, we're fucking coming all over ourselves you know if it you need stars the notion that you were gonna build through the like with this roster and just oh the kids we have the kids uh, the kids are fine no 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 
I'm happy that that has kind of dissipated because that was always ridiculous. Josh B. Um, Nights like tonight are why I don't understand why a lot of us, uh, a lot of other fans are married to the players on this team. We are not building anything serious with the guys we have trade or tank. Like I, I get why people are married to the players on this team because we've seen them be good. And it is, you need a homegrown nucleus to some extent to win. Like you have to draft and develop. That's a necessity. It's not an option. It's a necessity. And if you had the right superstar around guys like Obi and quickly and Grimes and RJ, you know, like you, Mitch, like all of these guys, like it's that that's that would be great and they'd be good and they'd be a good team and they'd be a fun team. But like you need the straw that stirs the drink. You just it's it's just so freaking hard in the NBA to do it any other way. You're just you're beating your head against the wall. You know, and there are nights when Jalen Brunson has looked like almost kind of sort of like that level of star. And it's been the most fun nights the Knicks have had this year. It's not a coincidence. Uh, Lunas. You know, uh, hard to say purgatory when it's young guys who are going to get better that are doing this. Let's hope the Suns only look at stats. Hashtag trade 30 for dead ass anything. You know. Yeah, the, the, the young guys will get better and they have gotten better. But. Stars are stars from day one. The Jimmy Butler situation. Was so rare where he came into the league and he averaged. Whatever he averaged, you know, he didn't get any time. You know, when he averaged like four points a game is or three three points a game is a rookie year. Like that is so rare. And like, yeah, it'll happen once in a once in a blue moon. Um, and like sometimes there's like in between level developments, like a Des Bain came in and like from day one, you knew that he shouldn't have been picked 30th in the draft. But you could have watched Des Bain his whole rookie year. And been like, oh, it's a really nice player. You know, he's never going to sniff an all-star team. And then he gets to a point where he's he's certainly going to sniff all-star teams. He's probably going to make an all-star team this year. But like, it's so rare where you get a guy that you you know in the in his first year you don't recognize immediately like star potential, superstar potential. You know, the 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 conversation about whether Obi Toppin tops out as a six man or a fourth guy. Or quickly tops out as a sixth guy or a being generous fifth guy or, or it's seventh guy or fifth guy on a, on a on a championship roster or like even RJ you want to talk about RJ whether he tops out as a number four or a number three like th- these are these are conversations that teams have to have when they have that number one or maybe the number one and the number two in place and they have to fine tune things around those players for us to sit here and and you know be jovial about the kids and their ceilings and they're going to get back like okay that's that's nice which is the same reason i push back against a lot everybody who's like oh if tibbs had played the kids more last year than donovan mitchell will be a nick one i don't think that's true and two if any of the kids actually got the minutes that you wanted them to get 
and looked good enough to the point that they would have materially changed the Donovan Mitchell discussions. I would like anyone who thinks that to ask themselves, would you have been comfortable giving up that player for Donovan Mitchell? And I have a feeling the answer is no, because no one wanted to give up R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. And R.J. Barrett hadn't done that. It was all projection with R.J. I'm going off on tangents. I apologize. C.J. Cervantes. Are we sure about quickly? I I still believe in him. I'll say that. Uh, Alex, fuck purgatory. Position yourself for Victor Scoot. <laughs> Not gonna argue with you there. Uh Sean O'Rourke. Thank you, Sean, for the very generous contribution. We appreciate it. RJ was terrible. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Uh not seeing any improvement from him whatsoever. He was at 63% at the rim coming into tonight. That's improvement. <laughs> he deserves plenty of blame for this loss tonight. And I can't believe his free throws are still that much of an issue. I mean, just the the 0 for 2 trips to the line, it feels like they just kill you. When you go to the line, you miss both. And he had that tw- had that happen twice tonight. Um, it just hurts so much. Um, I'm not going to put that much. I mean, I put put the same amount of blame on him. You should put on Brunson and and uh, Randall should probably get more of a pass than RJ. I think RJ was worse. Uh, Kevin Levitt. Um, I'll take NBA purgatory over NBA hell, which is what this team was just five years ago. I think they were in NBA hell five years ago because they were being run by a group of incompetents. Um, and that's hopeless. So yes, this is better than that. But I think the reason who the reason people are, uh, you know, desirous, desirous is that a word? Andrew, you want to fact check that for me? Is desirous a word? I think it's a word are desirous of, of a potential tank is because I think there is some belief that like this organization has righted the ship to a certain extent. And that like, like the owners, like the, we don't talk about the owner anymore. Uh, thank you. It is a word. Desirous is a word. That's great. Uh, we don't talk about the owner anymore. If you would have told me that five years ago, I would have been like, man, Nick's must be doing great. Uh, they have good, talented people in the front office, you know, put a, put aside the coach and they do have talent here. They have real talent. Again, these, these pieces would look a lot better if they were, you know, next to a, a real star player. They just don't have the star. And this is the, this is a draft where you're going to get at least two. You might get more than two. So, you know, what's the opportunity cost? That's the question. What's the opportunity cost? Of going into the tank this year. I don't know if there's a good answer to that. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.